Thanks for joining us here for another edition of It's Raining Mets. Meteorologist Ed Russo here, and we've got... Uh, meteorologist Tom Russell here. Hello, sir. Nice to chat with you once again. Nice to chat with you, too. Got warm again. Got really oh, yeah. Warm again. Hey, no I, complaining there. Right, right, I tell remember you what. we were talking last week how you know, <laughs> yeah. we, you know it was going to be cool for the first few days of October. Then we were going to get a warm stretch, possibly a run at 80. Well, here we are. <laughs> we did touch 80. What was that? Uh, Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So today's, cooler. Today's, cooler. today's cooler. Today's yeah. cooler. Yeah. I haven't been outside so, yet. That's why I forgot the cold. We had a cold front go through. <laughs> well, as you know, if you're listening, Ed and I are still trapped in our basements at this point in the in the COVID crisis. So we'd like to get out once in a while. But really, Ed, you should step outside the door. I, I will. I, I will. I will. <laughs> I, on that note, I, I want to say how fabulous this fall has been. I know it's dry. I know we need rain. But, you know, every year people go, oh, we went right from summer to winter. No, 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 no. This year is phenomenal. Agree? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've seen so many nice crystal clear days, you know, warm weather like this in October. I know it's gotten a little cooler, but still absolutely gorgeous. And we're seeing so much. We're starting to see that that color change. Yes. We're really getting into the season. So nice. So nice. All right. Let's talk about the elephant in the room as uh, we record this uh, Delta hurricane Delta strengthening, getting ready to bear down on Louisiana once again. And boy, it just breaks my heart. These folks have been through what Sally and Laura and Mm -hmm. uh, Marco Cristobal. All these things were right in that Louisiana Northern Gulf location. And here they are staring at another powerful storm. And I've been through one of these events and and you flood and it just feels like it's going to take you forever to get back but i can't imagine having another storm that could set you back even further as far as trying to get your life back together yeah and and, you know speaking of of trying to get things back to some level of order there one of the radar sites is still out from laura really right yeah so one of the areas that could be highly impacted again south central southwestern louisiana uh one of those national weather service radar sites i believe Oh, the dome was actually destroyed, wasn't it? Yeah, is still yeah. out. So it's going to be kind of a, it's Lake Charles, Lake Charles. Radar oh, that's site. the one. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Lake Charles so- really took it hard last time. Uh, and unfortunately, this is where, where Delta is headed as well. Uh, Delta would be our 10th landfall, uh, U.S. landfalling storm, correct? Yep. Yep. And, that and that's pretty amazing. I think you told me that 10 is the record for... Most one land- season or no? Most, yeah, most landfalls in one season. Incredible. And I think I, I, I'm assuming one of those landfalls, you know, that that counts for the entire Atlantic Basin. So that's also counting Alpha, which made landfall in Portugal, I believe. Okay. Well, we were talking about just landfalling uh, U.S. hurricanes. Are, are we talking so landfall? That statistic is for landfalling U.S. hurricanes. That's what I'm like, because I'm looking at a map now. So you got to go all the way back to you had Faye gotcha. and Bertha and Isaias and Laura and Sally. That, that's nine. And now Delta makes 10. That's incredible for yeah. one season. Okay. So, yeah. So 10 landfalling tropical systems in, in one season. And, you know, the season. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, one of the seasons that was also very active in terms of landfalling cyclones or tropical storms was 2005. Right. That was uh, the Katrina think, year, too. right? Yeah. Very active, so very active. Set records for the 2020 Atlantic hurricane season. And as you always point out, 2020, nothing should surprise us ever. <laughs> no, right. I'm done. I'm done being surprised. It's like being surprised is normal. 
<laughs> and I keep waiting for the Sharknado. Where is it? Is yeah, it coming? <laughs> it should be. Uh, we should point out, and I always uh, bring this up, the what we call the ACE, the Accumulated Cyclone, uh, Cyclone Energy. That's basically like a measure of how strong have these storms been overall. That is actually down. So while we've had a lot of landfalling storms, ACE in the Atlantic Basin has been overall less than average yeah and we had a lot of major hurricanes you know some of them didn't make landfall but in the 2005 season we had many major hurricanes now, now this time this uh, delta would be our what paulette was major um laura was major delta's major so is this the third or fourth this would be i'm just looking here one two third third third, third. yeah yep so, and i think the official forecast was was it three to six majors uh, this year? Yeah, or four to seven. It four was to definitely seven. Yeah, so we're we're Which getting is, right. We're getting yeah. right in that zone. Very uh, very unusual. Um, also, quick to point out, the Pacific has been very quiet. Yeah. So that's a good thing, but uh, that often flip flops here toward the latter part of the season too, where we go quiet in the Pacific. Uh, picks up an activity. So that's going to be a big story. Now, the extension of Delta, again, as we record this, it makes landfall. We're anticipating some really healthy rainfall out of this. Ed and I have talked over the last couple of podcasts about the fact that it usually takes the remnants of a tropical storm for us to catch up rainfall-wise. And we know September was unusually dry. So here we are hoping that Delta brings us that one to two-inch rainfall spread out over a day or two, uh, which looks to be the case, right? It looks pretty good yeah and i'm thinking i'm thinking late sunday night into monday is, right. when, is when we'd see a good chunk of that even into monday afternoon well i think it lingers into tuesday because what happens tuesday. is the moisture is kind of there and it starts to pull away but then a cold front comes and on the tail end of tuesday kind of enhances uh whatever moisture is left as the front comes through so i think between sunday night and tuesday uh, a good one to two inch rainfall is is in the cards for most of us. And that's just what we need. Actually, we need more, but that's just what we need. Yeah. And of course, you know, in those situations, you can always get locally higher amounts than that. But, you know, something sure. we're still going to, you know, iron out and get more specific in the coming days. But uh, definitely something the area needs. And, mm -hmm. you know, again, just one of these tropical systems can completely uh, deplete a deficit, so to speak. Yeah. Really help us out. Um, so as we're talking about the, the future and the second half of October, uh, I see at least two good pushes of, of much colder air. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Especially as we head towards second half of the month, closer to right. November. I mean, we're bound to see some really cold stuff eventually. Um, it's hard to but believe, though, that we're getting, you know, just a... We'll soon be in the second half of October. <laughs> I know. I, don't think I know. Anyone... But... Anyone's complaining about 2020 finishing up here. <laughs> um, so I see around the middle of the month, around the 15th, 16th, this really good, strong push of some colder air. And that's the kind uh, that maybe could bring some snowflakes off the lakes, you think? Yeah. Yeah. We've already seen lake effect rain showers with the last right. two batches of cooler air. But yeah, I mean, typically late October into November is when we see the first flakes fly over northern parts of Pennsylvania, which, you know, I don't want anyone to, like, really freak out over this. But, yeah, I mean, northern Pennsylvania is a different climate than here. I mean, sure. it is significantly colder. Um, and because of Lake Erie, significantly cloudier, especially during, you know, the late fall, fall and winter. So it's not unusual that we would be seeing that this this early on. And entirely and, possible. And 
Ed is the uh, lake expert. He has surfed on Lake Erie. Yes. Uh, so uh, Lake Erie, obviously very warm still from uh, a very warm summer. Uh, and then last season, we never froze over at all. No, no. And, and so. usually uh, an open lake all winter um, can obviously keep the lake effect snow machine potential for the northwest part of the state alive and well yeah. through through much of the winter as well. Um, but early on here, so does that work contrary to where the the lake is so warm that that first push of cold air would really lift some of that up and, and turn it into snow? What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I, and I remember one of the early season cold snaps many years ago. This was in uh, Buffalo, New York. I think it was October 12th. They okay. got six plus inches of snow and there were still leaves on the trees. Wow. They had wow. Power That's right. I do remember that. Buffalo, New I York. Do. Yeah, and so, uh, what they always talk about, the uh, Tug Hill Plateau up there. Oh, my gosh. They get, you know, uh, wow. in a week, they get five feet of snow. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> I, I remember one season, people had to evacuate their homes because they couldn't, um, they couldn't, the, the, the exhaust. Oh, yeah, the house kept getting uh, covered get up. And then you're dealing with right. uh, CO2. Carbon, and carb, yeah, carbon, carbon monoxide. Or, uh, monoxide, monoxide, right. CO poisoning, so. right. Wow, that's incredible. Um, now, last season, we didn't have any. <laughs> I can't believe this. What do we have? Uh, five, five inches of snow? Five. And, and that was all farm show week, pretty much. <laughs> so I can, you know, just from a statistical standpoint, I'm willing to bet we get more than five inches of snow this season. Well, I think uh, Hollywood Casino would take your bet, take your money uh, <laughs> yeah. on that right now. <laughs> um, so kind of what I see, as long as we're talking uh, in that direction a little bit, I see uh, a couple of pushes of some pretty chilly air here as we go October to November. But then often what happens when we get a, a, an early push of cold air, it moderates. So by the time you're in late November and Thanksgiving, it's warm again. So that often takes place. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the last... You know, I don't know if it was last year, but did we we got we had a record warm September, and yeah. I think a warm start to October. Then we finally got kind of cool, but then December was was very warm, wasn't it? Yeah, it did. It turned back mild. You're right. So the fall was kind of chilly, and then uh, our theory was well, eventually it had to kick back in. You know, and then February went by, and March went by, yep. <laughs> and it just never kicked in. It never, it never came. But uh, you know, it's entirely possible that we get that. You, you, you know, the, the the winter kind of fakes you out where we get this seemingly fast start to the winter season where we might get a snow event in early December. And then after that, it's just warm. And and that would yeah. be, you know, kind of typical of a La Nina pattern where it's Which more is... or less above average and wet as opposed to right. colder and snowier. But some of those years have started off with, you know, snow in so the beginning pretty... of December, which, oh my gosh, right. it's not even winter yet, technically. And it turns right. out to be a kind of a, a nuisance winter. I mean, I mean, last year wasn't a nuisance winter. I would call that a non-winter. <laughs> I was going to say, that was a non-winter for sure. So I, I agree with you. I think we're going to have lots of back and forth and uh, eventually have a decent winter, I think, when we look back at it all. But uh, in the near future, I see a couple of shots of cold air here as we round out October and uh, and head into November. Um, so this has all worked very well, and you kind of alluded to this before, for beautiful fall foliage. The, the recipe has been ideal, which is dry late summer, and then you get these warm days and cool nights. And I think the foliage this year is just off the charts. And I, I want to take a trip and just kind of drive through northern PA 
before it gets past peak because I, I think it's going to be quickly approaching peak, don't you? Yeah, the Pennsylvania Wilds. It'll be interesting to see how much of it explodes after we get that heavy rain for the second half of the weekend. So rainfall would enhance it or, or just tear the leaves sometimes, off? Sometimes, you know, and I've I, I've read varying theories on this. You know, I'm not a, I guess it would be a, a botanist. <laughs> or uh, an arborist, yes. Yeah, yeah. So typically I've, I've heard that, you know, we already have a recipe for some beautiful fall foliage, but. Yeah, that's already you know, in place. You know, some, you know, once you're approaching, once you start seeing the first real color, it's usually within a week that it explodes and it can be even more vibrant after you get a decent rain, which much of the area hasn't wow. had. So, well, that would be a real treat if that's the case. Yeah. Middle part late next week. We'll see what happens. All right. Let's put uh, Ed on the spot as I always like to do oh, no. uh, fall, favorite fall things. So uh, for example, uh, a couple of weekends ago, we went over to Ashcombe farm and you know, you pick out the pumpkins and all that stuff. So my favorite treat, are these apple donuts. You know what I'm talking about? They have like the cinnamon sugar oh, on yeah. them. And oh, yeah. They're so good. That's my favorite. What's your favorite fall? Well, uh, I, do, <laughs> um, I do this I do this kind of low-carb diet, so it's hard, hard for me to... <laughs> Wait, donuts aren't, aren't on your low-carb diet. What? No. No, I, 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 I still have a treat, though. Oh, okay. Squash. What's your treat, then? Fall really? squash. Yeah, like butternut oh, squash. Come on. And I said acorn, treat. Don't acorn, give me this. Acorn squash. Pizza. Come on. Yeah, I, I'm one of those people that give carrots for Halloween candy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. You're that guy. I'm All right, I'll guy. give you the benefit of doubt. What do you do with the squash? How do you like it? So, you know, roast it. Um, hey, butternut squash, when you roast it and season it just right, d does have some natural sweetness to it. So it's it's really pretty good. Um, I'm not squash. much of an apple guy, although I do love – I, oh, I, I don't like apple. apple as like a fruit, but with, you know, apple pie – when I have had this kind of stuff, apple pie, apple crisp. Oh, um, so good. Really, so good. really, really good. All right, how about this? This is low carb. Pumpkin seeds. Pumpkin seeds. Yeah, I do like them. I just haven't thought about buying them. Don't buy them. You make them. Uh, yeah. Oh, toast them. Just buy a pumpkin <laughs> yeah. and toast them. Right, right. Yeah, you clean out the pumpkin, and, yeah. uh, you know, as you're making your jack-o'-lantern, you set the seeds aside, and uh, Mrs. Weatherman puts, uh, like, the sea salt on them. And oh, yeah, so that good. sounds really good. Yeah, those are great. Those are great. Um, I can't believe you're not an apple guy, though. Well, no, I, you know, I think my favorite, I like avocados. They're a fruit. A lot of people mistaken them for a vegetable. <laughs> nobody, nobody says, hey, let's put out the Halloween avocado. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> oh, you But they do up. say put out the fall squash. Uh, yeah, that's or true. The, the, the gourds. The gourds, that's the right. Gourds. That's right. All right. Any more weather stuff we want to cover before we wrap things up? Anything on your mind? Uh, oh, I always have stuff on my mind. But oh, I think okay. I think we've. It's a fertile mind. Yeah, it is. I think we've. <laughs> uh, I think we've just about covered everything weather-wise. All right. Then I want to just emphasize that enjoy this fall because it's nothing's going to pain me more than when that first really cold air gets here or that first snow. The people, somebody got to turn to me and say. What happened to fall? <laughs> I'm gonna be yeah. like, I'm just gonna want to slug them. Because this is wait, gonna... you know, before you before we sign off here. There's there's one phrase that yeah. I just it's a pet peeve of mine. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um. So when you know you remember we had there was that snow in Colorado after it was really hot, ridiculously hot, like 90s, and then the next day they yeah, saw snow. Like remember that? Summer, right? 
Yeah. So I, I shared a photo or I shared a forecast for Colorado and okay. some of the comments on there, people said, um, sounds like Pennsylvania, just wait five minutes and the weather changes. It's like, first of uh, all, first of all, you never see a 90 degree day and then snow in Pennsylvania. <laughs> you see that in the Rockies. Yeah. It's right. not, that's extreme, but you don't right. never see that here. It's like no. that phrase, uh, everybody who lives in their own state say, just, just wait five minutes. It's Pennsylvania weather. The weather will change. I hear people in Florida say that. I hear yep. people in Texas say that. I hear people yep. in North Dakota say that. I hear people You're in right. San Diego, California say that. <laughs> you know they're lying, but yeah. So, so what you're saying is anywhere on the globe, just wait right. five minutes and the weather changes. The weather changes. Oh. Well, I, I have to go, agree with that pet peeve, my friend, because <laughs> yeah. everybody thinks their weather is so unique. But, you know, weather know is a whole... Do. And that's why that's why when you, you say 30% chance of rain and somebody doesn't get rain. Then they're ticked off at you. Yep. yep. Same, same <laughs> uh, well, I learned I learned early on that weather is the average of the extremes. It <laughs> always has been, always will be. So. Yep. Well, it, it's been a pleasure, my friend. Good to catch up with you. All right. You too, Tom. You're listening to It's Raining Mets.